Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Seventeen-year-old are about to 
leave tomorrow morning to go on a college visit tour, leaving me with the wow. three young ones. So, you know, I've been hunkering down, batting down the hatches these last couple of days, getting ready for um, a full week of just straight solo single-parent daddy time. So, Oh, I thought you were going to say war. I mean, the way you was coming about it, it sounded like you was getting ready for war or something. Oh, no, 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 not at all, not at all. But, you know, you got to have your cookies. You know, it's daddy time. I, 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 I go the other way. You know, we're going to have some fruity. You know, we usually don't give our kids sugary cereal. If I'm in charge, eating fruity pebbles. <laughs> you got some extra, you got some extra cookie. You're right. You're exactly. You know, I got to you know, pacify the natives. You got to pacify the natives, man. You know, you got to keep the audience. You got to keep the audience on point. So we got a we got a lot in store for the listeners tonight. Uh, as always, you all could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate your patronage. Uh, before we get into the proceedings this evening, let me bring in the rest of the crew. Uh, I got my man, PhD. How you doing, bro? What's going on with you? I'm present. What's popping? I'm present. I'm present. I'm sitting in the front row of the classroom right now because it's it's Christmas in April. It is snowing mm-hmm. in Ohio. It, it's 22 degrees, but I'm excited because there's a 30 for 30 coming on tonight, perhaps. A two-hour 30 for 30. I mean... You know, you get those hour ones, then you get those two-hour ones where you can just savor it, kind of like the Fab Five. Well, this one is on the Bad Boy Pistons. Oh, man, I've been waiting for this one. Not for long. My brother told me about it two or three days ago. I didn't even know it was in the making, which is good because I would have been anxious for three years or two years, however long it took him to make it. So if anybody knows me, you know that, my favorite team, if you go on realsportsguys.com, you will see my favorite teams of all time, and the Bad Boy Pistons are amongst them. Yeah, that, I know that I know that, that, that team and that, that particular era of the Detroit Pistons is very close to your heart. I think that's an RSG list we got to pull out one day. Just like our favorite teams, not our favorite yeah. franchise, like the team that we root for, but our favorite, like, collection of a particular set of guys for a particular year in one uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, for me, it would be like the, the 90, 1990 L.A. Rams when they had Jim Everett at quarterback, Greg Bell was running back, they had Henry Eller, and then they had my favorite football player of all time as a kid. Flipper. Willie Flipper. Anderson. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> this cat's nickname was Flipper. He wore that 83. They had them blue and gold jerseys, man. I love those jerseys. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. As a kid, man, I used to run around the house catching the football like Flipper Anderson. <laughs> I, I guarantee I'm the only kid other than his kid that ever said that. Yeah, yeah, who claims that? I mean, because that was the day of Jerry Rice. I mean, those were the days of some really good, you know, you had the Mark Brothers, um, Clayton and Duper in Miami. I mean, you had some really high-level receivers, and you're going with Flipper. Wow. Let me explain. Let me explain. All right, Flipper Anderson holds the receiving yardage record in one game in the history of the NFL. I think I saw that game. <laughs> he caught for like 320 yards in one game, and I was like, "This dude is yeah. awesome." He caught like seven fellas, balls. Fellas, fellas, 
I hate to intervene. I think y'all may need to relieve me from my duties as a real sports guy. I've never heard of Flipper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I was 10 years old for Flipper. <laughs> hey, don't don't fault yourself, man. Don't fault yourself. Don't fault yourself. <laughs> don't fault yourself. Look him up, man. Look him up, man. Flipper Anderson. That was the dude. That was the dude. <laughs> the L.A. Rams. And so you guys hear the familiar voice in the background. You know, that, that's that's the uh, the resident RSG NBA expert in the house with us tonight. NBA playoffs are coming coming up. They start Saturday. The season ends tomorrow night. And so we had to bring our man Justin in. Justin Page is in the house tonight. How you doing, Justin? Oh man, I'm feeling I'm 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 jubilant. I'm 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 excited. I'm happy to be here. I I I went upstairs and I was frantically looking in my closet. And my wife said to me, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm looking for my 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 KB24 Kobe hoodie because I feel like I'm making a comeback. You know, it, it's been so long <laughs> since I've been on the show. My playoffs start tonight. You know." I feel like I'm making a comeback. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Well, man, we love having you on, especially to talk hoops. You keep it real. You keep it right. You keep it raw. So we love having you in the fold, man. Glad to have you on. Look forward to talking about the league. It's been a while since we had it in. So I just I want to I want to I want to just I got a bunch of questions to ask you just to get your thoughts on how you from your perspective because you got a different perspective. And that's what I appreciate. So just to get some of your thoughts on all the stuff that's going on this season in the league, um, I'm looking forward to that. So all hosts and guests come to you via the Fredericks County Gateway, Fredericks County, a national accounting service where clients never fear April 15th, which is today. Uh, so make sure you get your taxes done. All right? Contact Steve Morehouse and get the good folks at Fredericks County to address your business or personal accounting needs. Fredericks County the official accountant for RSG, and when you get there, tell them the real sports guy sent you. So, fellas, there's only one thing we need to say. (laughs) We're going to get into the funky editorial brought to you by On The Rocks. Let's jump into it a little something like this. Fellas, the one thing we need to say, shall we say it, y'all? Melvin, Jimmy, Coleman, Ryan, say it. Everybody want to get funky one more time. This edition of the Funky Editorial is brought to you by On The Rocks in Rockford, Illinois. Make sure you head on over to On The Rocks. It's a great establishment, great food, great people. Make sure you great atmosphere. Make sure you go in, check them out. Uh, hit up our man Craig Sockwell. Tell him the real sports guy sent you. He'll hook you up right. If you ever get a chance, uh, Dustin, and you're in Rockford, man, make sure you hit up On The Rocks. Great catfish sandwich. Great catfish sandwich. And I'm not, I'm not just... You know, because they're a sponsor, I'm not just blowing smoke, man. I, I, I'm a catfish connoisseur. Um, I just fancy myself as such. And that, that, that's a gem right there. That's a gem right there. So, funky editorial. This week, we got Justin in the house. So, we got to talk about the league. We got to talk about in, the NBA. And the first thing I want to get into, again, I'm, I'm, I'm so anxious to pick your brain on this stuff, Just. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about. 
tonight. I'm going to start with you, and then I want PhD to jump in when he feels the spirit. Um, and when we get done, because I, I might, I might, I might have to yank your mic just because I know you got, I know you got a whole clip ready. I mean, you got the Rambo, you got the Rambo bullet clip around your, around your body joint. You got bullets hanging out of gun. So 
just just bear with us, all right? You got three guys who like to be right, and we were right on a few things, and so we're going to collect. We're going to collect when it's time to collect. So interesting take, Justin. I hear what you're saying. They they set out to be the one seed. Uh, they are the one seed, so what's all the fuss? Okay, PhD, what's your perspective on the uh, on the Pacers? These cats seem real fragile. Roy Hibbert hmm. reminds me of – he reminds me of the kid who – just gets overcome with emotion. And when the spotlight comes on, he's just shaking his head, breathing hard, looking around, and you don't know what's going to come out. You have no clue what's going to come out this like this dude's mouth. This, so in this age, everything is blown out of proportion. You know, I feel that the, the Pacers would be the top seed. I mean, I've been saying that since July. I don't think they'd win the East, but I think you know I felt they'd be the top seed. To me, it was more frustrating to see the Miami Heat not be able to take the man of that one seed, even when I mean the Pacers have pretty much been a 500 club since the All Star break. So that is very concerning for me that the Heat was not able to, you know, take over the top seed. But at the same time, I think the Heat will be okay. The Pacers, they just concern me. But I don't think it matters until the playoffs start. Once the playoffs start, we can start evaluating at that point because everything turns up a notch. But the Pacers do concern me. Roy Hibbert actually watched them play earlier in the week. And, you know, Roy Hibbert gave him he, – he produced a performance that kind of contradicted the Roy Hibbert rule. The Roy Hibbert rule is he can put up 20 and 10, and we just don't get excited about it because he's Roy Hibbert. Well, he put up 4 and 5, and it was certainly nothing to get excited about. And I just don't know how a seven foot two cat with that kind of talent can put up those kind of numbers and be so inconsistent. So hopefully for his case and the Pacers' case, because I, I would love to see – a six- or seven-game series with the Heat because it would put me back in the mind of those tough Eastern Conference, you know, playoff matchups between the Pistons and the Bulls or the Celtics and the Pistons, just where the Cats didn't like each other. They generally did not like each other, like like Cedric Entertainer said, you know. But they're not dancers, so people can get hurt. They can get hurt. And... I just really love the bitterness that you saw when these two teams played the four times this year. So I'm hoping that Indiana picks it up. I'm confident they will. I don't see anybody else knocking them out. And I do predict to see them in the conference finals against the Heat. Okay. So you're still you're still kind of a uh, – you're a little wary, but you're still on the boat with the Pacers. Uh, I think I'm in the same category as you guys. Um, you know, I think they had a low – um, you know, they haven't played with the same fire and intensity that they started out the season with. Um, in the end, I think they kind of saw that they had a comfortable lead, maybe took their foot off the gas. Um, the, one quite, the, one, the one thing that does worry me is Hibbert um, because I think he is a big key to, their, to them being able to beat Miami, and I think he's one of those – he's just the type of player you don't want to have to depend on. Like, you – it's great. You you want him to be the icing on the cake. Um, you don't want him to be the eggs. 
you know what I mean, where without the eggs, you ain't got no cake. Uh, you want him to be the icing, where the cake is still good, even if he don't show up, you know. But if you depending upon him, that that worries me a little bit because I think he is the the shakiest piece of the puzzle. Um, Paul George is legit. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit as of late, but you know, there's no doubt he he's a star in the league. Um, David West is going to give you what he gives you. He's very consistent. Uh, George Hill um, is a piece that they got to get something from. But the thing that, again, the thing that worries me about this Pacer team is that there are two guys. It's Hibbert and then it's Stevenson. Um, <laughs> Stevenson played very well this season. But, again, those guys got to be icing on the cake guys. You know, Vernon Maxwell was an icing on the cake guy. You know, Akeem was going to do his thing. Otis Thorpe was going to do his thing. Kenny Smith was going to be consistent. Drex was going to get it done. And then every now and then, you needed Max to give you a 25, a, a hot stretch where he averaged 25 for two or three games straight, and then he can go back and, and chill out because he was going to be volatile. But you didn't have to count on him night in and night out. That's that's Stevenson. You need him to be able to drop that triple-double every two or three games and then just calm down and chill out, and we got this. Thanks. Appreciate it. We got the rest of this. You don't want to, you, you don't want to have to depend on that cat because – there's going to be some games where he does some stuff that's just not going to work as far as, you know, getting teased, you know, setting people off, taking ill-advised shots, you know. So those two cats worry me with the Pacers a little bit. But, I, again, I'm, I'm with you guys. Now is what matters. The regular season is the regular season. They did what they set out to do in the regular season, which was get the one seed. They secured the one seed. Now I want to talk a little bit about, though, this first-round matchup. Because they're securing this one seed. They've actually set the road to be very tough for themselves. They secured home court advantage in Game Seven of uh, of an Eastern Conference Finals, which was it, which is what they're ultimately looking for, um, and which is ultimately why they wanted it. But they got to go against the Atlanta team that plays small ball, um, which just doesn't work in their favor. It's a bad it's a bad matchup for the Pacers. And I, I, want, I want to bring Justin in when I talk about it in a moment to really break down this Atlanta team because that's his home squad. Um, that's the home team for him, and he's seen a lot of this squad. I want him to talk about how he views Atlanta, it, that Atlanta-Indiana matchup in that 1-8. So they got Atlanta first, and if they get past the Hawks, which they should, it won't be easy, but they should get by the Hawks. Then they have to face the two best teams the second half of the season. Since January, January 1, the teams with the two best records in the Eastern Conference are the Brooklyn Nets 1 the Chicago Bulls 2. So they got to face one of those two squads that have been playing the best basketball the second half of the season in the East. Um, and both teams have been playing 650-plus ball, which means their win percentage would be 65, uh, 650 um, over this, over this, uh, since January 1st. Um, both teams have a win percentage that high. If Brooklyn's getting Karolinko back. They're getting KG back. Um, they've got Marcus Thornton, some nice pieces to work in. Chicago, led by Joachim, Joachim Noah. Is, is balling and playing very well. So uh, they have a very tough road. Justin, I want you to come in and, and tell me about the Hawks. What do you think about the uh, the Atlanta Hawks-Indiana matchup in that first round? Well, the way I look at it is all, to all you kids out there, all you listeners, anybody listening, be careful <laughs> what you ask for because you reap what you sow. The Indiana Pacers 
couldn't ask for a worse matchup than the Atlanta Hawks, especially an Al, an Al Horford list Atlanta Hawks, given that, you know, the, the, the center matchup between my man Perro Antic and, and Hibbert. All Perro does like to shoot threes. So Hibbert is, is, is a non-factor on the defensive end. He's a rim stopper. Well, he won't be against the Atlanta Hawks. Millsap is a stretch four, can play inside or outside, and, and you know, him and David West, while they're comparable in size, I think they match up well together. Millsap will get his, David West will get his. Get his. Where Indiana's going to be weak at is Jeff T. Jeff T is, 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 if you're only talking about quickness, he's a top five point guard in the league. He is quick as a, quick as a gnat off the dribble. And he can get by anybody. And he, he, he forces a double team in the lane, which frees things up for the best three-point shooter game in the game in Kyle Korver, Lou Williams coming off the bench, Mike Scott, on and on and on, even Arseno Perro Antic. I'm telling you, while I, I, I question if the Hawks have the ability to win, but it's not the matchup the Pacers want in the first round because it's going to tire them out when they win in six games, potentially seven, and then moving on to an even tougher matchup in Chicago or Brooklyn. Okay, okay. So, so you you think Atlanta's going to give them problems? Absolutely. I mean, look at the season series. We played four games, two or two. So, do you, do you, here's a, here's a, here's a here's a nine dollar ninety nine cent question. RSG exclusive nine dollar ninety nine cent question. <laughs> Will they beat them? Will they beat them? Will they beat the Pacers, the Hawks? Will they beat them in a game or in the series? Is it will they win the series? They will not win the series. But I think they okay. have the ability yeah. to, and I think they're going to put up a fight. And I think Indiana's going to go six games, potentially seven. Okay. Okay. What, All right. Tell me this. What's the weak link on the Pacers? Is the point guard spot in Roy Hibbert? Jeff Keek is going to abuse George Hill. Mark my word. And, and, and that is going to set the tone for the series. You said abuse. Abuse. All right. Jeff Keek right. is going to right. abuse George Hill, and then they're going to have to put Lance Stevenson on George Hill and – then it's going to get interesting. I'm telling you now. Okay. So so be on the lookout in that first round. The Hawks are going to give the Pacers fits. That's the prognosis by the NBA basketball doctor, Justin Page. I want to bring in Ph.D. real quick. Paul George, first half of the season, I think he ascended to a point where you would say it was LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Paul George, the top three players in the league. Um is he still sitting in that in that spot, or has he dropped down a little bit in your eyes, PhD? I want PhD to to weigh in, and then Justin. Again, when you feel the spirit after PhD gets done, I want you to jump right in. Absolutely. I think that George is one of the top ten players in the NBA, but I felt that about him all season. So even though he was doing some spectacular things earlier in the season, I didn't I didn't move him ahead of, you know, guys like Chris Paul or guys like Kevin Love, um, you know, Anthony Davis. Like, I didn't I didn't move him as high as those guys. So, 
um, my my opinion of him hasn't hasn't went down at all. In fact, it's increased because you know he he's got to wear that flak jacket now. Everybody is coming at him, and I think the young man has responded fairly well over the course of the season. I think he's going to shine this this off season. I really do. I mean, when playoff basketball is matchup basketball, he is a matchup headache. Uh, I say it again. He is a matchup headache. So I think he's going to give every team he plays the business in the playoffs. Okay. All right, Justin. Whew. Remember when Game Changer did that at the beginning? He said that's a grown man, sigh. It is. Yeah, I got something for you guys, okay? If you had to ask me before January 1st, the All-Star break, who's the third best small forward in the game at this very moment, I would have said Paul George. At that point in time, he had surpassed Carmelo Anthony. And then one thing happened, and I hate to take it away from the sport, because all we're, we're real sports guys and we're talking about sports and what happens on the court. But I, I'm willing to report something that ESPN won't talk about, TNT won't talk about it. However, I'm going to quote my source. According to Black Sports Online, which is very credible, when Paul George announced that the All-Star, well, he didn't announce, the media announced that he impregnated an adult entertainer that changed his whole life, his whole perspective, and he hasn't been the same since. His shooting percentage went down 10%. They, they went on a massive losing streak, and Paul George is no longer who we think he is. He's got the Tiger, the Tiger Woods syndrome. He, he had his life on the up and up as an all-star. <laughs> he had his life on the up and up as an all-star in the NBA <clears throat> and the third best uh, uh, small forward in the league. He was dating Doc Rivers' daughter, and he ruined his chance to have any credibility with Doc Rivers, the future of, of a lot of people that know this situation. And he's hopefully he does right by this child, but it's affected his game on the court. Until he figures his life out on, off the court, he won't be who we want him to be on the court. And the Pacers will fail because of that. Mm. Mm. Interesting perspective there. From Justin Page, dropping knowledge real quick. Wow. Interesting, interesting. I was not aware of all of that. Um, Neither. What no. I will say is, I, no, I was, I was not actually. I was totally unaware of all that, you know. Um, but I think if, if, if that, if, that, if that's, if that's what, if that's what the situation is, I can see how that would affect the guys' play on the court. I really do. I know some folks out there, maybe some younger cats out there, are like, well. What that got to do it on the court? You don't understand, man. If your personal life ain't in order, work is harder. You know, just doing your day-to-day thing is very, very difficult when you're in a high-pressure environment that requires a lot of you, a lot of focus. I can see how that could affect the cat, man, especially the cat at 23. That's the other thing we, we, we can't forget about this guy. He's 23 years old. He's not 33. He's not 34. He's not 35. He's 23 years old. Um if, if that's the case, man, I, 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 I totally can understand how that can affect a guy. I'm going to have to do some research on this because that, that would definitely color how I see the kid going forward. 
I'm flabbergasted you guys haven't heard the accusations. It's all in the, in the media. You can Google it. It'll come right up. I would never throw a man under the bus like that, especially not on the, the airwaves if I didn't have credible sources to back it up. No, I consider you a credible source, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you, if you report it, if you, if you put it out there, then, I, like I said, I got to look into it and just get up on it. I just got to get up on the situation. I'm, just, I'm behind. You know what I mean? Wow. But I, I I agree with you, man. I think you know if that's the case, that that definitely uh, really affects. I, I definitely see how that affects the kid's performance, um, no doubt. So you had him ahead of Carmelo. Is he still ahead of Carmelo? or Is he behind Carmelo now? He's behind Carmelo. He, he, okay. He, he's way not way behind. He's fourth. He he's behind Carmelo Anthony at this point. Carmelo okay. had a great year, solid year. The Knicks is not his fault they didn't perform. Carmelo, he, he he's going to be a first team uh, uh, All NBA year. If not, it'd be a travesty. And and uh, he had a Carmelo first team All All Yeah, he won't be All First Team All NBA. He should. Carmelo be. won't this year they, because they did yeah, away yeah. with the center only because they did away with the center position. It'll be three forwards. Yeah, I think, I think Kevin Durant, think, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony. Can't. He, I I give it to Melo over Blake. You give it to Melo over Blake. Mm, interesting, interesting. Who you who you got your guard? I got. Uh, oof. Uh, you caught me off the cuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, Justin Page is speechless, folks. Justin Page is speechless. He's thinking. He's thinking. It's tough. Go right. to go to PhD and we'll circle back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to circle back. <laughs> well, I, I'll give you mine. I'm prepared. I'll give you mine. My first team, I got CP3. I got Braun. I got KD. Uh, I still have Paul George because this team did do what they came set out to do. He still was a big major part of that. And then I got Joe Kim Noah. Those are my, those are my five first teamers. Um, you know, I, I thought about Blake. You know, consider a guy like Tony Parker, somebody. You know, the Spurs got to get one cat in the mix somewhere just because they, they keep doing it. You know, they, they keep doing it. You know, James Harden is another guy who you could consider possibly for a first-team spot. But um, that, that's my first team. Um, I got you know, it. I, even without the first spot, Noah's my guy. Um, that cat lifted the bulls up um, when everybody thought they should be left for dead without Derrick Rose. Um, and he's kept him in contention and kept him playing hard and, and putting up ridiculous numbers from the center position. Justin, you ready? I'm ready. I, I got, what you got three forwards. Forget the center position for now. Although Joakim Noah should be considered, he'll get second team, and, and my man DeMarcus Cousins should get third team. Him or Al Jefferson is it, it, comparable. But my first team, my guards, you, you ask a specific question, I'm going to give you a specific answer. Got to go Stephen Curry with 24 points, nine assists, shooting the best percentage of his career, leading the Warriors to, to uh, you know, a nice little seed in the West Coast. I got Steph Curry and Chris Paul at the guards. And my, right. four, Good and my, my front court is Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Okay, okay. Good good picks. Again, I'm, I'm not with you on Melo, but I can, I can understand it. Again, I'm not blaming him for what's going on in New York. He's had a great season statistically. Um, he's done everything you could ask him to do. Um, I just, in the end, you know, that's a bad roster. <laughs> Period. That's just not a good roster. Uh, you can't, you can't, you know, you, 
you just can't do nothing with him. <laughs> you know, where, where's, where's Mike Singletary at when you need him? <laughs> oh, you, know, go you, you can win with Melo. I'm not talking about Melo. I'm talking about that roster. Okay. I'm talking about okay. that roster. Like, you can't do nothing with that group. I mean, what can you do, really? What can you do? You know, that, 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 same that the franchise group, is going to be bad. Game changer, game changer. That same group was the number two seed one year ago. Let's not forget. But that that's same, a year ago. That group. But that's a year you know, ago. A lot can happen in a year. Build on their success. Why? Why did they digress? Why? Why couldn't they build they, on their success? I, I can. I can. I can explain. So look at the team that was second seed. J.R. Smith, second best, second most productive player on that team statistically. What was he? He was in a contract year. They gave J.R. Smith a bunch of money and, and some security. That's a guy that doesn't need security. Period. <laughs> Alright, one year contract only. You can't do that. They did that. Alright, they did that. That's one thing. Two, Amari's knees are like they age in dog years. So last year his knees was fifty seven. This year Amari's knees is seventy four. Alright. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot of difference between fifty seven year old knees and seventy four year old knees. You know. That's another piece. Tyson Chandler just never quite got in the flow of what they were trying to do offensively or defensively. Um, Raymond Felton, I don't know if he discovered a rib shack or something in New York that he just can't not go to, but <laughs> he got fat. <laughs> He's been fat. And fat point, guards, fat point guards don't work in the NBA. He's been fat. <laughs> but he was, a, he was husky before. He was no, he was fat. He was fat. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened with with him. Um, Andrea Bargnani is Andrea Bargnani. I mean, he's a seven foot three point shooter. Um, Pablo Prigioni is is thirty eight, thirty nine years old. Even though he's in his second year, Iman Shumper is in the witness protection program. I haven't seen him in two years. Um, I mean, so a lot of the pieces that they have just haven't shown up or haven't meshed well together. This has, they just haven't come together the way they should and the way they did the year before. Um, and then a big piece of that you got to look at is the leadership of Jason Kidd. I mean, Jason Kidd, he got the ball moving, you know, the ball moving. That's, that's, that's really what it boils down to, in my opinion. When you look at that team that was second seed, they moved the ball really well. They shot the three-point shot really well. Because the ball, the ball movement. As much as people want to talk about Carmelo as a ball stopper, it's fine to be a ball stopper when you're that last pass. You know, when the ball goes boom, 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 and that last pass goes to Carmelo, and if the three is going up, well, he was. I mean, he got the ball within the floor, took the shot within the floor. What was going on? Jason Kidd kind of orchestrated that and allowed that to happen more. You know what I mean? And without Jason Kidd, they don't have that person to make sure that Carmelo is that last, last stop of the ball movement you know, which makes everybody else go and makes him more effective. It makes Carmelo more effective because now he doesn't, he's not holding the ball for the entire shot clock, you know, and I think they miss that. I honestly do. They don't have that floor general out there to make sure that people are getting the ball where they need it. And even though Jason Kidd was limited in what he could do uh, physically, I think mentally, you know, his game is off the charts when you talk about what he can do on the court. And losing that is, is very difficult to replace. Um, I think that's the biggest loss. And these other guys all are looking just out of place now. You know, I'm watching the Shumper right now. Uh, he could, you know, he got Mason Plumlee shit, uh, then, uh, switched out on him. He can't take him off the dribble. 
Yeah, that's the problem. So Mason had a good year. Mason should be had. top three in Mason should be top three in rookie of the year voting. That's that's yeah. He got off to a slow start. It's rookie of the year, not rookie of the last three months. He was Victor Oladipo, Michael Carter Williams. Mark my words. Say what? He'll be third to to Michael uh, uh, Carter Williams and Victor Oladipo. Mark Trey my Burke words. Will Trey Burke will be third. That, that'll be no. my, that'll be my guess. That's my guess. He's got he's got yeah. better numbers. He played he he's played more. He's been kind of in the rotation. With his team, you know, he's been on a bad team. He's been in in a rotation with his team a little bit longer. And in the end, I, I don't I don't disagree with you. Plumlee has played very well. He's played very well, but he did get off to a slow start. And I think people that you know you know how the vote goes. It's about your stats and your numbers. Should he be no. in the mix? Heck yeah, heck yeah. Plumlee should be in the mix um, for sure. He's been playing real well. He's been playing a meaningful role on a good team, uh, which there's something to be said for that. But I think his slow start is going to hurt him a little bit. I believe that Trey Burke yeah. being on the second worst team in the West is, is what's going to knock him down. Not that he didn't have an equal. I, I, don't, I don't think people look at team performance as much with rookies. I mean, they get drafted by bad teams to begin with. <laughs> the team is bad. That's why they got you. Only time will tell. Agree, agree, agree. Only time will tell. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Funky Editorial brought to you by On the Rocks. Again, all hosts and guests appear via the Frederick's Accounting Gateway. Uh, We're going to pay some bills real quick, and it goes a little something like this. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upsell you technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So what did the real sports guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. Welcome back to the Real Sports Guys with Real Guys Talk Real Sports, RSG, Renegade Radio. We're about to hit you off with the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Uh, I'm going to start off with PhD. Uh, fellow listeners out there, Dog of the Week is a portion of our show uh, dedicated to the top performance of the past week. Uh, it's brought to you by Resistance Digital Solutions. Make sure you hit up our man Larry Randall, LR. Uh, hit him up at Larry at ResistanceDigital.com. You'll get all your digital needs met at a very low price with extremely friendly service. So, PhD, dog of the week. You know how it goes, man. Let me hit the drop like this. We need more dogs. I got two dogs of the week. First one is uh, my friend, Quanzo Martin, um, that shared Missouri State bloodline. Quanzo uh, had a great season at Tennessee, and now he just got hired. As, as a head basketball coach at Cal Berkeley, watch out. That's a sneaky, quiet hire because we all know how fertile the um, recruiting ground is in California, and Quanzo is going to kill him on the recruiting uh, trail out there. My second dog of the week is the Union College Hockey League. 
they won the big division hockey uh, national championship. And I don't know if, if we understand how big this is. I mean, this is a small um, school of 1,500, 2,000 students. They don't offer athletic scholarships. This would be the equivalent of Lloyd College or Mountain Union, Division Three teams beating Alabama for the BCS football championship. <laughs> so it's a great story. I actually caught um, a little bit of the uh, third period. A friend of mine called me let me know what was going on. And it's some old video game stuff, you know. You know how you get so good with the video game that you just take the worst team, you know, just to make it competitive. <laughs> um, you know, against the computer. <laughs> That's essentially what Union College did. So I'm uh, really excited about that. Maybach music. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. You get the Maybach music drop on that one. Uh, Justin, we need more dogs. We need more dogs. Well, if you guys allow me the opportunity, because I had two dogs of the week as well. But, you know, Go for it, it. it's tough. You know what? All right, I'll go for it. My first dog of the week is is the one and only Pat Riley. How genius is he to tell Eric Spostra, you know what? Let Indiana have their 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 season's goal, which is the number one seed in the playoffs, not an NBA championship. Pat Riley had the wherewithal to tell Spostra, look, we're going to play Charlotte and the winner of Washington and Toronto. We're going to win eight games to nothing and go into the Eastern Conference Finals fresh. Let's take the two seed, concede number one to Indiana, and see what you got. Letting the Hawks beat them on Saturday on purpose. I get it. Pat Riley, dog of the week. Number two, Mr. Manny Pacquiao. I thought he was done. He he, he done got dropped a couple times since we last saw him, and and. He looked like he wanted to fight Floyd on Saturday night. I give him credit. He knocked out a tough opponent, Timothy Bradley, who, you know, self-proclaimed he was injured. However, Manny Pacquiao handled his business, second dog of the week from uh, JP, Real Sports Guys. Let's go. All right. Jamaica's good. Yeah, Jamaica's good. Jamaica's very good. (laughs) I love it. Two good picks, two good picks. And, yes, yes, uh, shout-out to Rob with the sneaky good move right there, um, making it so that, uh, you know, they were interviewing. It was very funny. They were interviewing Spolster on ESPN, and they were asking all these questions about why do you see these guys. And I know Spolster just went like, oh, was just like, whatever. <laughs> we'll take the two. I mean, what? <laughs> but he couldn't say that out loud, you know what I'm saying? He could be like, well, you know, we saw the writing on the wall. I mean, if we take the two, we play Charlotte and the winner of Toronto and Washington, or we could take the one. Mm-hmm. You know, play Atlanta and then have to go through Brooklyn or Chicago. It was a no-brainer. <laughs> LeBron, no and, and, and Boz wasn't suited up tonight. <laughs> you know, that's what he wanted to say. He was trying to search for trying to search for a way to say that without saying it. It was hilarious watching it because that's what he really needed to say if he was going to be honest about it. Like if you hooked him up to that little truth machine, that's what it, all of what he said was translated <laughs> into was that we really didn't want the one seed. I mean, just look who they got to play. <laughs> You know, we'll let them go be worn out, and then when they face us, we'll be nice and fresh. You laid it out perfect, Justin. Uh, so let me go ahead and get back to business. Dog of the week for myself. Let me go ahead and hit the drop. We need more dogs. 
dog of the week I have, I'm I'm going off the radar. Um, I'm going women's basketball, and I'm going Chenea Gumake. Chenea Gumake wow. last night was selected number one in the WNBA draft. Uh, her older sister, uh, Nanka Gumake, was selected number one, I think, last year, or no, the year before last year. Um, and so they are only the second pair of siblings outside of the Mannings, Eli and Peyton, to ever both be selected number one in their respective sports. So shout-out to the Aguma K sisters. That's big. You know, to have two kids who are number one draft picks, good for the family. So hats off to the folks, uh, Stanford Cardinal family, the Aguma K sisters and, and, and their family. Uh, they get my dog of the week this week. That does it for this week's edition of the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Uh, again, make sure you hit up Larry at resistancedigital.com for all your tech needs. Um, he's like fam. He'll come to your house, hook you up, you know, make him a sandwich or something. You know what I mean? Make him feel at home because um, he's going to definitely treat you like family, so treat him like family. And tell him the real sports guy sent you. All right? So now we're going to jump into talking some more NBA. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about some baseball. Baseball season is getting underway. Um, a lot of things going on. The Milwaukee Brewers are real hot right now. Um, I just saw a graphic the other day. Um, they've won six games on the road so far this in this very young um, MLB season. The Milwaukee Bucks um, in a uh, seven, eight months NBA season, which is wrapping up, have won five. <laughs> so the Brewers are off to a high start. MLB is going. Um, big celebration today in Boston. Uh, to commemorate um, the marathon bombing from a year ago. The Red Sox are, are, are highly involved in that. A replay is being rolled out in ML, MLB. Uh, Jackie Robinson Day, catcher wearing 42 all over the league. So there's a lot going on with baseball. Um, one thing in particular we want to talk about, we got PhD our resident Yankee fan. Um, and, you know, we have some, some shiny palm sightings. You know, there's some shiny palm sightings with uh, – my boy Pineda from uh, the Yankees. So PAC, <laughs> I, I want you. To, I, you you wanted you wanted a moment with this with this particular topic. I'm gonna let you have the floor, and I'm gonna step into the background. We're gonna call for the isolation, and I'm just gonna let you do your thing for a second. You got it, man. Have at it. Anybody who's not familiar with the story, just Google Pineda Yankee Pine Tar, and you will see a host of pictures on Google before and after. I mean, this cat. So this, this is a very odd situation, a very odd situation, and it's birthed out of really, really unique rules that baseball has. I was talking to my brother about this yesterday. So essentially what happened was um, the TV cameras caught Pineda, who's a pitcher for the Yankees, when he was playing against the Red Sox last week. He had this uh, this foreign material that looks like just, some kind of syrupy brown stuff on his hand, uh, which anybody who's played baseball or is familiar with pine tar can identify that as pine tar. Um, after the game, and again, there are very clear pictures. It was there in the fifth inning and the seventh inning, it was not. And after the game, he was asked about it, and my man said it was dirt. He said it was dirt. Uh, I've never seen any mud look like that. And what was so funny was that the manager got asked, you know, Girardi, 
got asked. The Red Sox manager got asked. And pretty much nobody had anything to say. I, you know, Devon would say that there's a code. There's a code. You know, a man must have a code. There are rules to this game. Nobody was talking. Nobody was talking. But it was clear as day what was going on. So you come to the conclusion that, well, the reason that nobody's talking is because there's probably cats on every team that are doing this. And then, and then when you step away, baseball has its very, very unique rules where, you know, umpires can see what's going on. But in some situations, you have to ask them. So, you know, you ask the umpires, and the umpires pretty much say, well, nobody raised the issue with us. You know, so essentially the other team would have had to say to the umpire, hey, I think this guy has something on his hand. Then the umpire would inspect it, even if it was clear as day what was going on. This is unique for baseball. You can think of other situations. So a check swing, a check swing, you know, and the home play umpire does not call the strike. The catcher has to do what? Appeal to the third base umpire, the first base umpire, and then that umpire will ring them up or say, no, it was not a swing. But the umpires know, like, they have an idea of what they're going to do. But but you have to, like, they have to wait to be asked. There's no other <laughs> setup like that in sports. And, and I can continue in baseball. There's other things. I mean, think about tagging up. You know, a guy tags up at third base, and in baseball you cannot leave the base, you know, on a tagging play until the fielder actually catches the ball. Well, if the umpire clearly sees that the base runner left early, again, He's not going to say nothing. He's going to sit there and chill until the the team in the field literally lines up for another play, steps off the mound, and throws the ball back to the base. There are no other rules in sports where you have to – where the umpires are less proactive than they are in baseball. And so baseball has this old-school setup. And, you know, I mean, I grew up in baseball – Justin's brother, R.J. Page, probably, probably follows baseball more than any other person I know. We have great conversations about baseball. <laughs> but these these unwritten rules, sometimes they just get me. And so thank you for the space. I uh, I had to get that off my chest, 60 minutes of funk, funk master flex style. I feel better, though. Hey, my <laughs> man just, just shot a fireball. <laughs> Street Fighter Two style. I, I, I had we had to we had to let it breathe for my man PhD for a moment. Let him get that off his chest. You know, I had a, I had similar thoughts about baseball with the whole and with me it's the DA thing. We don't have to we don't have to get into it. But how are you gonna have two different leagues with different rules, man? It's the same. It's the same league. You can't have two conferences. Yeah. Two. It, it, this doesn't make sense. So I feel you on that, bro. I totally feel you on that. Again, you listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio. We just had a let it breathe moment for my man, PAC. We just let him go. We just let him out. We just let him ISO. He ran out the shot clock on that one. <laughs> he took about 57 dribbles. He took about 57 dribbles in a six-foot radius. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those. We're going to jump back into it. Uh, continuing to talk about the NBA, in particular the NBA playoffs, um, you know, actually, you know what I want to do? I want, I want to let it breathe for a moment. We got to let it cool down after my man 
PhD just just kind of went off like that. Uh, we gonna hit you off with a with a DJ Slick. Uh, DJ Slick is the newest member of the Real Sports Guys. Uh, he's our resident DJ, our resident jam master. Uh, so we gonna hit you off with one of his mixes and keep it rolling from there. Since I'm four, Snoop Doggy Dogg and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Before I have to pull the strap off the cut. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Lone Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Cause ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low, death G, so we crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to face Hell it. But yeah. uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'm a lad, I'm understand. From a young G's perspective And before me they got a trick I have to find a contraceptive You never know she could be earning her man And learning her man And at the same time burning her man Now if she burning I'ma chill for a minute Cause ain't no loving good enough to get burned while I'm up in it yeah. And that's relevant real deal holy feel And now you hooked up in hoes know how I feel Well if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this and uh, It's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this and like that and like this and uh, Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping But I damn near got kept Cause my people kept beeping Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax and strap on your seat Dutch, you've never been on a ride like this before Put a producer who can rap and control the maestro At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick You know and I know I post some old funky yeah. To add to my collection This selection symbolizes dope Take a toast for don't choke if you do, you have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do. It's like this and like that and like this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this and like that and like this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this and like that and like this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this and like that and like this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this and like that. This, smashing this, make it hard to adapt to this. Put pizzazz and jazz in this, the cash in this, master this, blast it and make a clap to this. DJs don't want cuts and obey the crowd. Just pump the volume up and play it loud. Hip hop embedded. Before I said I wouldn't let it, but me and the microphone is still magnetic. Straight off the top, I knew I'd be forced to rock. Dead floor to stock, spot scorching hot. Hoping I open rock him a law, seminars, massage at the bar, smoking 10 hours cigars while I'm my meaties. With more Vision and TDs, I find it easy catching diabetes and fly sweeties. Sit back and wait to hear slam and track. Rock a damn by popular demand. I'm back. I can swing the crowd. I'm holding down with Yeah, she wait. 
trying to get the two-way cracking me and you back in the back of the back room acting like you can't come back soon enough to do a rough cause you a bluff but i'm a winner i can hold watch your pretty legs fold the letter to the metal panties roll settle print you with a subtle scent trying to get you double bent and why the oakland i'm the double stroke man sprinkle you with gucci rush then i make your gucci bust you ain't got the axe i'm a Mac and I always get my way. I wanna hit it from the back, wanna get that as a smack, and I know you wanna taste it. I can tell by the way that she's staring. She wants to come home with me, she wanna sleep with me, she wanna play with me, she wanna lay with me. I can tell by the look in her eye when she passed by. Father with my biological didn't bother yeah. taking care of this. So who 
a minor vicar. Got a bad sticker, but I'm blocking pops liver. But you can never say that his life is through. Five kids at 21 believe he got a right to. Here we go while I check the team with the Portuguese lover at the age of 14. The same age, front page, no fuss. But I bet you all you know they live longer than us. Never been seen now, that's where you're wrong. But give the man a taste and he's gone. Not no sleep to a jazz tune. I can hear his head banging on the wall in the next room. I get the pillow and hope I don't wake him. For this man to cuss, hear it all in verbatim. Telling me how to raise my boy unless he's taking over. I said, Pop, maybe when you're older. We laughed all night about the hookers at the party. My old man standing yelling, Good God Almighty. Use your condom, take zips of the blue. When they reminisce over you, for real. I reminisce, don't you never forget this The days are way back, so many bear witness The fitness, yeah. take the first letter Out of each word in this joint Listen close as I prove my point T to the R-O-Y, how did you and I Meet in front of big loose fighting in the street But only you saw what took many Time to see, I dedicate this to you For believing in me, rain or shine Yes in any weather, my grandma Pam holds the family together My uncle Doc's the greatest, better get the latest If we're talking about a car, Uncle Sterling got the latest I try to be live, cause I Got no choice and run my own business like my aunt Joyce. Yeah. So Pete Rock hit me, enough respect you uh-huh. when they reminisce over you. Listen, listen. Guys, real guys talk real sports. RSG Renegade Radio brought to you by Frederick County, XL Academics, On the Rocks of Rockford, Illinois, and Resistance Digital Solutions. All hopes and guests on tonight's show are brought to you by Frederick County or brought to you via the Frederick County Gateway. Oh man, DJ Slick dropped another hot mix. Me and PhD were going back and forth over text just about how those horns yeah. and the Pete Rock tracks. Are like a friggin' time machine, man. It, I mean, you yeah. hear them, and they just take you back to the place where you first heard the joint. And, you know, up here in Wisconsin, back in the day, there was a little underground radio show called the Universal Soul Explosion. And I would stay up late. It came on Saturday nights. Saturday nights, man. You know, growing up in Wisconsin, it was the only time back in the day you could really hear some hip-hop. And so you had to stay up late. And, you know, DJ Spoonie G, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. Shout hey, out to Spoonie G. Spoonie G, of course, right? That's, that's like a '90s. That's like a '90s name, right? So this cat, man, he used to he used to play the records, man, and 
I remember staying, you know, Saturday night you get to stay up a little bit later. You ain't got nothing to do yeah. the next morning. So, you know, I'm staying up playing Super Nintendo, you know, busting out some NBA Live or Madden or some Mario Kart, something along those lines. And, you know, those horns yeah. came on. I just stopped what I was doing, went and stood by my radio and just started bobbing my head, man. And I, I remember that moment, man. The song was hot. The song was hot. So shout out to DJ <laughs> I can relate, uh, Game Changer. So, you know, I grew up in, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And, you know, back then we didn't get a whole lot of hip-hop on the radio either. Uh, Western Michigan University, a huge state school, um, they had a little radio station. And, and, Justin, this might take you back. And so, you know, Saturday nights, maybe starting at 10 or 11, they would come on, you know, playing hip-hop and whatnot. And when you got that taste, you had to capture it. So what would you do? You would get a cassette tape, okay, a cassette tape. Put that in your tape deck. (laughs) Put that in your tape deck, and you push record, okay? Absolutely. You push record. And so for the rest of the week, you rolling around in your car, Okay, you know, once you're in high school or even when you're younger at home, and you got Saturday night radio playing Tuesday afternoon, okay? Uh, and you had to get the tapes that had an hour on each side. You couldn't go with the short ones because you'd be real frustrated. Every 28 minutes, you had to flip it over. So you had to get the ones that would ride for an hour on each side. He is absolutely correct. Oh, my God. PT, me and, and, and it was a little bit right now. <laughs> yeah, and it was a little bit like Christmas the next morning when you woke up and you checked, yeah. like if you fell asleep in the middle of the mix show and you had your tape in but you recorded it, you couldn't wait to hear what you recorded. You couldn't wait to hear what you got. That's right. You know what I mean? That's and right. there'd be that one hot song that you hadn't heard before. And you're like, yes, <laughs> this, yes. You know, you, you just kicked about it, man. Those were the days, man. Kids nowadays are spoiled, man. They don't have to hunt for they don't have to hunt for freshness like we had to hunt for freshness. You know, and that yeah. hunt was the fun part. <laughs> I mean, you get to hear the Jodeci remix. You know, the Jodeci yeah. remix yeah. with Mary Jane. You know, right. it, it was great. Uh, what's the 401? But we're going to have a bunch of rappers in it. I mean, it was, I mean, you would hear the B side exactly. remix stuff. And Cats would bring this stuff from other cities, you know, and bring it to your yeah. hometown. And, I mean, you would just go crazy, and it was crazy. After you would make those cassettes, and, man, I mean, I would have 10 or 15 cassettes where literally yeah. it's like you're listening to live radio, and you'd be riding around with somebody, and they would think it's the radio, but you know what song's coming on next because you listen to that thing right. that much. <laughs> They're like, man, how do you know what's coming on? Oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we don't just talk sports. We talk real life. We talk uh, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is how we get down. The real sports guys, realsportsguys.com. So, fellas, we got about 20 minutes left in the show. We're in a stretch run. Uh, we're going to talk NBA playoffs right now. Um, the playoff matchups are pretty much set. There is the possibility of a little movement out west. And I want to start there talking about the Western Conference. Um, Justin, you had a real interesting perspective that I want you to share with the listeners out there, and I want I, I want to pick your brain more and uh, just just get more or your more of your thoughts on the Western Conference and how it's playing out in the West. I'll set the table for you, then I want you to just jump in. In the West, you got the only 60 win team in the league in San Antonio as the one seed. You have Oklahoma City, 
um, with my vote for MVP, Kevin Durant, um, or led by Kevin Durant with Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, um, and a host of young cats coming off the bench. You got Blake Griffin, who's taking his game to another stratosphere, uh, Chris Paul and the Clippers. You got Harden and the uh, you got Harden and the uh, the uh, Dwight Howard and the Rockets, a very strong Rockets. Portland team, Steph Curry, and, and Golden State. You got Dirk, Monte Ellis, and the Mavericks, and then you got Grindhouse and Memphis. Um, you, in that in that group of that eight, you got six fifty win teams. That's ridiculous. You got six squads with fifty wins. You got two more at 49, all right? You could possibly have all eight teams with 50-plus wins. That's pretty darn ridiculous when you really think about it. Um, Justin, what are your thoughts on the West? Who do you see coming out? And where do you see – who do you have as possible sleepers? So it's a bunch of questions in one. You can handle it, though. You're, You're an expert at this. I like it. I like it. I like the question. I like the form. It gives me the it gives me the opportunity to expound. PT, you mentioned this a lot like Christmas earlier. To you, yeah. to me, it's Christmas because it's the NBA playoffs, and there's nothing better than that. And if you look at the Western Conference, there's no favorite in any matchup. I feel like either the one seed, the two, the two seed, the three seed, or the eight seed could win the NBA title this year because they match up best with the Miami Heat, who's guaranteed to win the East. We talked about the Pacers' troubles earlier, and we know nobody else can really take out the King. But that Western Conference, San Antonio doesn't match up well with Memphis. So you could have another, you know, last time San Antonio lost in the first round, it was to Memphis. Memphis was an AC on purpose because they wanted to play San Antonio because they knew they had the advantage inside. And Memphis has that psychological edge over San Antonio right now. So I feel like Memphis could upset San Antonio at the one spot. But then again, if San Antonio wins, I feel like they can beat Miami in the finals. So I know it's somewhat, you know, contradictory, but – Memphis is a bad matchup for San Antonio, and that's what the NBA is all about. OKC can get past Dallas. Golden State, I think, can upset the Clippers. You know, the matchups, it's all about matchups. And Steph Curry can give Chris Paul problems because of his outside shooting ability. The Splash Brothers could hurt the Clippers. And we're going to find out what Doc Rivers is really about when when uh, uh, we see the Clippers and Golden State Warriors. That's going to be the best matchup in the West. And I got Portland beating, uh, upsetting Houston in uh, in the 4-5 matchup just because uh, I like Aldridge better, Aldridge better than Howard, and, and y'all know how I feel about James Harden. <laughs> Western Conference, there you go. Okay, okay. Um, and, and earlier you said that you had four teams that you thought could win the title out of the West. I want you to give those four teams to the listeners out there. Yeah, that's what I told them. The one seed, San Antonio, if they get past Memphis, they have the ability to do it. Uh, the number two seed, OKC, right there with them. The uh, Los Angeles Clippers, one, two, three, and eight, Memphis. Memphis is a bad matchup for yeah, every team because of their down-low presence. Okay, okay. So now, you know, 
that that's the West according to Justin. I think you know that's an interesting perspective on Memphis as an eight having that chance to be be in the championship. Um, but it's not far fetched. It's not in the least bit far fetched. Again, you possibly have you know eight fifty win teams you're looking at right there, um, and you know fifty wins is a pretty pretty significant mark in the NBA. Um, it, it's kind of statistical proof that you're a solid squad. You've won, you know, over 60% of the games you've played in during the season. Uh, and that's your AT, man. That's, that's, it's just tough, man. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm so looking forward to the West. It's going to be such a bloodbath, such a dogfight. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. You've got Durant and the Oklahoma City Thunder going against Dirk um, and, and the Dallas Mavericks, which I think is an interesting matchup for Oklahoma City. Because, you know, you know, Monte Ellis is not a defender, but Monte Ellis can play some offense. Dirk is not a defender, but he can score with, score with the best of them. Still, even at, you know, the age of 34, 35, he can still put points on the board against anybody. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. Houston is the one team that, to me, nobody really has any – I don't have any faith in myself, but nobody has really any faith in and I think part of that can be Harden. I think a big chunk of that, though, is Dwight. I mean, what's up? Uh-oh, what's up with Dwight? What's up? I mean, seriously. Seriously. You feel, you, you feel like Dwight, like I feel about Harden. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man, this dude, they, they, won, they won about this many games last year without him. This is supposed to be, I mean, I'm using air quotes right now. You can't see because this is radio, the best center in the game, all right? <laughs> and I just, I, I haven't felt the, I haven't, it doesn't seem like he's had a major impact on the squad. Maybe there's some numbers that I, I still need to look into it just on face value, just on the uh, eyeball test. It doesn't seem like his impact on this particular squad has been as significant as you would have hoped. Because, um, again, nobody's really counting him as a, uh, as even a dark horse. I mean, I, I, I don't. I know you, you You obviously don't, Justin. P.A.G., how do you feel about the Rockets? Do you feel like they got a shot? Uh, I do. I like the Rockets. Uh, they, there's something about art, man, where when you have one of the best guys on the court, you can do unrational things in the playoffs. So, and I like the kid, uh, Parsons. Help me out. Yeah. Um, Chandler, small Chandler forward. Parsons. Chandler Parsons. Yeah. 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 I, like, I like him. Yeah, I like him. I, I saw him play in St. Louis. So, you know, I uh, <clears throat> I like the Rockets. I think they have potential to do really well in the playoffs. Um, the matchups that they have right now against the Trailblazers, I think that they can beat them in the first round. And – and, Justin, you, you're getting me more convinced on this immense win in the first round. That's a possibility. So think about it. The Rockets, you know, beat the Trailblazers. Then all of a sudden, they don't have to see San Antonio in the second round. The Rockets may mess around and find themselves four games from the, play, from the finals. And so... I mean, odder things have happened, and I've predicted odder things dating to the Elite Eight. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought I was done bragging about that. 
So um, <laughs> I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Okay. It's the NBA PhD. Okay. There's not many upsets today. Ah, Houston, they can't defend and they can't score enough points against the good teams. Right. They haven't, they haven't shown yeah. that they could do it thus far. I, I don't believe in them. I really don't. Okay. Okay. Well, we got we got different opinions, and that's what this is all about. So I'm gonna keep us moving because we got to talk about the East. I know we don't want to, but we do have to talk about the Eastern Conference. Okay, fellas. <laughs> we do have to go over to the East, where we have the Indiana Pacers as the one seed. We have the uh, Miami Heat, who kind of coasted all season as the two. Uh, Toronto has snuck up and grabbed a three seed, set a franchise record for wins with 48. Uh, the Chicago yeah, Bulls are at 48. Right? Yeah, you think they won 48 games during the Vince T-Mac era maybe or during Bosch's first couple of years. But, no, you know, 48 games is a franchise record win. You know, kind of snuck up on everybody. Yeah. Good squad, though. Good squad. Good sneaky good squad. Got some young talent, too. Uh, then you got Chicago held down by uh, Joachim Noah, uh, who's been doing his thing. You got the Brooklyn Nets at five, the Washington Wizards. Um, again, I called that. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I called that at the beginning of the season. Washington Wizards in the playoffs. Uh, the Charlotte Bobcats in the playoffs. Al Jefferson is in the playoffs, folks. Al Jefferson is in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you right now, I would take Al Jefferson over Dwight Howard any day. Wow. Me too. Right now. Me too. Me, Al Jefferson. Me too. Wow. I can I, I can I can work with that. I can figure out how to because Al is Al is Al is, is surgical on the block. <laughs> He's surgical with this game. He's surgical with this game. Are you on it? Al is a problem. <laughs> Al is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Al is surgical on the block. Defensively, he's a little bit of a liability, but you can scheme around that. But offensively, he's your horse down the stretch. And then we got the Atlanta Atlanta Hawks uh, bringing it up in the eighth spot. So, PAC, I'm going to give you a first crack at the East. Give me some thoughts. Uh, who do you see coming out, potential uh, pitfalls, uh, dark horses, all that good stuff? What you got? I can see my time to the gentleman in Atlanta. <laughs> All right, Justin. I, I, I love you. You know, I love the spotlight. I, I, I feel like I spoke uh, adequately about you know the Atlanta Indiana series. So let, let me move yeah, on. Yeah. Miami will definitely sweep Charlotte four zero. That's in the bag. The Toronto Washington, the, the the Wizards and the Raptors is the most intriguing to me. You, you got some interesting matchups. Kyle Lowry against John Wall. Valentunis against, you know, Nene down there on the block. You know, I, it's like that's the one you could throw a dart at the wall and figure out who's going to win that one. But I like, you know, the six seed to upset them. I like Washington because of the front line of Nene and Marcin Gortat and John Wall over Kyle Lowry. Uh, Brooklyn, Chicago, another toss-up. But I like the toughness of Tom Thibodeau but they got to go out this round because they don't have a star. And guess who the Brooklyn Nets have, guys? Say it with me. Iso Joe. Iso Joe. (laughs) (laughs) The most clutch player in the NBA this year. 
you can't tell me there's another player that's more clutch <laughs> than Iso Joe. So I am going with Iso Joe and the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> you could say it together. <laughs> I knew I'd get y'all attention with that one. So I got okay. I got I got I got Brooklyn beating Chicago, facing Indiana in the second round. Because of the the scandal that I told you about, that is Paul George and his personal life and other issues I I don't care to disclose. I got Brooklyn being a dark horse in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Miami Heat, and the Miami Heat are going to win and come out victorious. And you know, depending on who they play in the Western Conference, they could repeat. If they play the Spurs, mm. they will not repeat. But if they don't play mm. the Spurs, they'll be everybody else. I guarantee it. Okay. Okay. So my man Justin has the uh, Miami Heat coming out of the Eastern Conference, facing off against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, and here's one thing that always bothers me about you. You, you got the Washington Wizards, um, and I hate saying that nickname, but you got the Washington franchise going to the second round of the playoffs. It, it's it's related but unrelated. It's just something that gets in my gets in my car a little bit. It's okay for the Washington franchise to be called the Redskins, but they can't. They had to change the name when it was the Bullets. <laughs> that offended people. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. man. They should be called the Washington Bullets. The Wizards is just so corny to me. I just can't stand saying that nickname. A wizard. I never get a no wizard, man. <laughs> Ooh, you're a wizard. I'm so scared. Anyway, man, I got that. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, RAC, Renegade Radio. We just finished breaking down the NBA playoffs with our man, our resident uh, expert, Justin Page. Uh, we're about to hit you off with the Excel Academics last word, uh, and I'm going to pass it off to my man, PhD. He's going to close us out with the last word. i got to give him some rider music, though, so that uh, to get him in the right mood. So just give me a second, PhD. I'm working on something for you. You know, I'm going to hit you off with a little something, something aggressive, um, but also classic. Here you go. Wow, you brought me back with that beat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have much to say, honestly. I, I, I let all the air out of my cell about the baseball issue earlier. <laughs> what I will say what I will say is I will thank Justin Page for coming on tonight and uh see if he has the last word, but Justin will be back with us next week. And uh hopefully you all like the changes. D Wills has been busy. D Wills has been a busy, busy bee with L R. You know, just uh just hyping up, amping up the quality of the show. So um Justin, what you got? Man, I really appreciate you guys having me. It was great NBA talk, little little Major League Baseball sprinkled in. Looking forward to next week. We talk about uh, what's going on in these NBA playoffs. I think my predictions uh, will prove uh, uh, steady, and uh, we can uh, have some more who's right, who's wrong later on down the year. Thanks for having of me, fellas. I appreciate it. We appreciate you coming back. We still got a couple minutes. So, I, again, I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm interested to pick your brain because it's been a while since me and you had a, ta- had a chance to talk, and I love talking NBA with, with my man Justin. Uh, who you got for your awards? 
Give me your MVP. MVP KD. Okay. Give me give me uh give me your uh your defensive player of the year. <sighs> defensive player of the year. This one is so tough for me because ah, you know what? I gotta go Roy Hibbert. I'll give it to him. He he, mm, he, he, okay. he guards he guards that pace around way too tough. I give it to him. You gotta go Roy. Okay. Alright, so you I got like Davis, but Davis missed too much time. He's like who? I like Anthony Davis, but he missed too much time. He, yeah, I love. Oh yeah. Don't get me started on Anthony Davis. You're right. I would have chose him if he didn't miss those games. He was he was uh, my uh, second round fantasy pick this year. He, he held me down minus those six weeks. He was out. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I got I got I got one more question for you, Justin. This is probably be the last one before we close out as we're running as we're running up to the uh, to the end of the show. Uh, Vaunted twenty fourteen draft class. Who's your top pick? You got the top pick. Who you taking? Has to be Jabari Parker. Mm. Mm. So if Do you think he should come out? Do you think he's coming out? He gotta come out. He's gonna be the number one pick. He's way better than Anthony uh, than Andrew Wiggins. Way better. If he doesn't, does it? If he doesn't come out, does it affect how you see him, how you view him as a prospect? I like him be more. I'm I'm a Blue Devils fan for life. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Would love to see him back well, next year. Okay. Well, that does it for this edition of the Real Sports Guys, RSG Renegade Radio. Uh, another great show in the books. Thank you to Justin Page. Thank you to all of our sponsors, Frederick Accounting. Excel Academics, On the Rocks in Rockford, Illinois, and, of course, Resistance Digital Solutions. We'll have another slamming show for you next week, same time, same place, Tuesday night, 8.30 to 10 o'clock. Be here with the Renegades. Till then, peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.